Welcome to the Parent Trap Podcast, where we give you culturally relevant parenting advice. I am your host, Laria, and I want to thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and share our episodes with your other parent friends. And follow us on all social media at the Parent Trap Pod. And once you hit follow, don't forget to tag us in your review. You know, tell us about what you learned from the episode share it on your social media tag us you know let us know what's up so we are going to get right back into our new series bad parents of the bible so just a quick overview bad parents of the bible is where we go through bible stories where some parents made some sketchy decisions you know things was a little weird so last week we talked about abraham go back and listen to that That was episode one. Today, episode two, we are going to talk about the parents of the late and great John the Baptist. So we're not going to get much into John the Baptist's life. He was the person that baptized Jesus, did the first baptism. It was lit. Okay, but we're going to talk more about the process where his parents conceived him. So his parents were Elizabeth and Zachariah. I'm about to paraphrase this Bible story. Y'all know, go read it yourself. It is Luke chapter one. And I mostly read the NLT, but I do go to other translations just for language purposes and to get more of a sound understanding of the story. But um, yeah, Luke one, go ahead and read it, study it, get into it. So his parents were Zachariah and Elizabeth. The Bible talks in Luke 1 about them being old in age and they didn't have children because Elizabeth was barren and they were ministers. And so the angel Gabriel, before he came to visit Mary, he came to visit Elizabeth and Zechariah. Well, he told them that, well, he visited Zechariah and he told Zechariah, you know, your prayers have been answered and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a child. And I think this is where people misconstrue like the whole don't question God thing because Zachariah was like, you know, that ain't really going to happen. Like, dog, we old. I don't see that happening. It wasn't really him questioning. He was doubting. So he told the angel like, you know, bro, we old. I don't really see that happening. What you talking about? And Gabriel was like, you know what? Your words are very sketchy. Let me pause right there. Let's go back to Genesis 1 before we get into the rest of the story. God used words to create this planet. And if we are made in his likeness and his image, and we have authority of over the earth, our words have power too. All right, footnote. Now back to the story. So he like, you know, I don't see that happening. And Gabriel was like, um, because you're doubting, I'm going to silence you until the day that your son is born. Gabriel had just told him, you know, she's going to bear a son. You're going to name him John. He's going to be great among men. You know, people are going to remember him in history. Shebang, shebang. He going to be dope. And he like, dog, what did you want? And Gabriel said, I, after he silenced him, he told him, because my words shall come into flourishing. So it 
baby, it was important enough for him not to speak against what was already proclaimed about John. It was so important that he silenced the voice of Zechariah. Like, what? And so he went on to not speak. And even at the point where John was born, he had to write on a tablet, like, what his name will be. Because um, they were like, well, we renamed the child. Zechariah couldn't speak. And he wrote John on the tablet, showed them whatever. So I'm I'm gonna just back up back into the revelation. I just want y'all to know that it did work out. But the fact that the parent was silenced because he doubted what God said about the child. And I want to challenge you as a parent today, what are you speaking over your children? Because God would rather you say nothing at all. God would rather mute you to where you can't speak at all than to speak against the will of God for your child. And even it's it's not even relevant for your born children. It's relevant for your unborn children because Zachariah um, didn't have the, the baby wasn't even born yet. And he like, yeah, you ain't even finna say nothing while he in the womb and then even the angel Gabriel told him like he would be filled with the spirit even in the womb so God has plans for us and God seeks us out even in our parents womb but that's another story for another day we ain't, we ain't gonna touch on that topic but baby even from your womb God's plan is manifesting and it's important what you speak about your child while you're pregnant while you're you know nursing as even as a baby and if it's important what you speak over your children and a parent that was was doubting and didn't really step into agreement with what God said because this child was destined for greatness it was so important to God that he silenced them so who is God silencing when it comes to your children which parent is not not taking part which grandparent is not taking part which cousin or whoever godparent sometimes it's important for people that are not going to come into agreement to not be in the atmosphere to, to not be in your space to speak against the agreement that god has set so count it all joy and it may be even you what is what are you saying and proclaiming and speaking over your children? What are you speaking about their future? What are you speaking about their habits? What are you speaking about the things that you see? I'm going to give you all this testimony because who parenting is a trap. Okay. And you know, these teenagers is kind of rough. And today my son did something and I told him, I was just like, dude, you're prideful. Well, it wasn't just today. It's lately. He's just making some comments. I'm like, dude, you're prideful. Like, it's okay to be excited about your accomplishments. It's okay to even, you know, talk about the great things that you do. But it's a way you do it that's not prideful and doesn't put others down. And this morning during our devotion, I had said something to him on the lines of like, you know, you prideful, you need to stop, whatever. I came back home and started getting ready for work. And the Lord was like, um, you're not speaking the right words over him and I'm like huh he's like he's not prideful he's allowing a spirit of pride to access him 
but I don't want you to beat him down with your words. I would rather you be silent like Zachariah. And I had to eat that. I had to eat that. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I repent, whatever. I text my son, like, call me when you're free. And I told him, I said, hey, I apologize for calling you prideful. Let me stop saying that and speaking that over your life. So I do apologize. But I want to reword that. I renounce that. And I want to reword that and say that you are allowing a spirit of pride to have access to you. And, you know, let's pray that through. And I hope that, you know, story helped you to reflect what things have you said to your child recently that you need to reword. We're not putting, um, let's not speak things over them and adopt it to their personality. But let's, let's talk to the spirit and coach them more than scald them. So me saying, hey, you're allowing this thing to have access to you. Let's battle it. That's coaching because it's letting him know that's not a part of him. And it's putting the authority back in who he really is. And I even had to speak like, you know, you are humble at your core. You're humble. You give to people. You love helping others. And that is who you are. So don't let anything else access you. And now it becomes a mutual strategy and a fight instead of a defensiveness and a scolding. So what things that you what what things are you saying and speaking over your child? What things are you speaking over other people's children? That you need to submit it to God a little bit. Like, hey, how can I reword this? How can I coach them instead of scolding them? How can I help them to identify what is at work versus speaking this and attaching it to their personality or their character? How are we finna war over this thing? So don't be like Zachariah. Don't speak your doubt. Speak the will of God. And I truly believe, you know, Zachariah didn't have a heart. To just be like, oh, this ain't that. I feel like he probably was already like, dude, we ain't had kids in a long time. What you mean? And his question should have been different. Like, okay, what do you, what is next for me? What do you want me to do? And instead of just saying the doubtful things that he did say. But go read the story for yourself. And, you know, read multiple translations. Because, you know, when it, English, the English language is very different from the original Bible language which was written in Hebrew and that's why we read multiple translations because some words have it, some words are expounded different in different languages so multiple translations are important so go and read that for yourself and take whatever God is revealing to you from that passage and your next steps are to what words have you said to your child what words have you said about children that you need to redirect renounce repent and apologize for oh i got all of my arts redirect renounce repent <laughs> but you know be humble sometimes we got to lead by example and sometimes it may not be words you said to them let's be real we get with our siblings we get with our cousins we get with our aunties and be talking to girl she this and he doing that Mm -mm. You got to talk to people who going to speak the will of God over your children that you can express what's going on to. And they're going to respond to you with how to navigate that in the spiritual realm, how to navigate that under God so that your child is still reaping the positive consequences of your words because your words matter. So go back and self-reflect. Journal this if you need to. If it's been years where you like, dang, I don't never say nothing good about my kids. Or I'm always complaining. Or I'm always this. Or they're always doing something. So I'm always lashing out. 
make a list. You got multiple kids. Write that junk down and continuously speak over them. Actually, I'm going to give you all a challenge for the next seven days. I want you, I'm sure that for each child, you can pull out seven words or seven things that you said about your child or towards your child that may have been true for what is happening, but negative in your delivery. And write those down in each day. I want you to focus on that throughout the day, but in a positive light. Like, for example, the pride thing. Uh, I'm going to do it too. Today, I'm going to continue with the pride. And I am going to pray about uh, the pride on my child and speak humility over him all day. And in my head, in my car, just praying about his humility. Then tomorrow we're going to go to the next thing. What is the next thing? And each day for the next seven days until next week's episode, I want y'all to do that. And, you know, message me on social media at the Parent Trap Pod on Facebook and Instagram. And let me know how it worked out. And you know what? I will even put my email in the show notes. For those of you who don't have social media, you can email me. I'll put my email in the show notes. So you can email me and let me know how things went for you. Did it did it shift anything in your child? Did it shift this anything in you? Did it change the way you speak to them? Did it even change your temperament? Because before I did all that, I had to repent for my impatience and my anger. And there may be some things that you have to repent for before you all the way can hear and receive the positive. And, you know, some of y'all probably like, ain't no positive. He just this or she just lazy and they just rude and disrespectful. You need to email me, too. (laughs) And we will pull out the positive. Let me know. Hey, one of my children is struggling with X, Y, Z, and I'm having a hard time to Find the positive thing in it or find a positive way to say it. And we're going to go before the Father together. I am going to pray for you and I'm going to guide, help guide you to what God wants you to say and speak over your child. Because words are powerful. Words create. And what are you creating with what you're speaking over your child? Long story short, God would rather you be silent. Than to speak against the plan that he has for the child he has blessed you with. All right, so let's uh, be slow to speak and quick to listen this week. And don't forget to go read the story. Read Luke 1. And just let the story of Zachariah and him being told that he will birth the son. Let that story sit in your heart this week and you know we all just we want to become better parents together because it's a whole struggle out here it's a trap so I thank y'all so much for listening y'all know I keep it short we parents we got a lot to do some of y'all gotta go gotta go good gotta go do laundry whatever you listening on your commute the kids ain't gonna be quiet for 30 minutes so we gonna make it 15 (laughs) but thank y'all so much for tuning in don't forget to follow us on all social media at the Parent Trap Pod. Subscribe, whatever platform you are listening on, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Pandora, wherever you are listening right now. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you get our episodes every week. And next week we'll be back. Hopefully I can, you know, share some of y'all testimonies if you 
send them to me and we gonna talk about another bad parent in the bible next week y'all have a great day